Okay, uh, welcome. Live now. Oh, there's a big picture of us on there. Oh, gross. Let's log in, start there. Let's maybe change this. Yeah, whatever. Change it halfway through. Uh, yeah, we're live. Where's my oh, phone? Welcome to Amber Live 5. Welcome to Live at 5. We're not enough phones. Oh, my phone's <laughs> in my pocket. <laughs> in your pocket? Okay, yeah. Um, what happened today? Rest day today. Yeah, rest day Most day. exciting thing is the next batch of belts arrived. Yeah, so people may have seen on our Instagram slash Facebook story, we got the latest batch of fresh off the press belts. Yep, off yeah. the belt press. Off, off they the call leather it. presser. Yeah. Let off us the, know if presser. you want to see yours if it's in here. Yeah, we can probably yeah, we got a bunch. hold it up to the camera. Um, you know, a bit of a spit shine or something. <laughs> That's what you want, a spit know. shine during COVID. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's exactly we'll right. Um, but yeah, we've got some really good ones. Uh, I would say the quality is probably overall one of the best we've seen so far. Yeah, even just like this just one in front of us for one of our friends. Um, it's pretty basic, just the brown, um, but it's really schmick. Like up yeah. close, it looks really nice. Looks and great. Some really creative ones as well with the uh, yeah, like we this love one. the colors. It's like orange and pink on the other side, I think. Big fan. Yeah. Yeah. We've been seeing a lot of creative designs come through and we always like to see something different. Uh, some people go with the uh, full R-rated swear word oh, approach. Yeah, um, we we had the C bomb on one the yeah, other day. Yeah, right, straight yeah. up C bomb. That's coming still. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we get you know names. Always a classic um, because you know if you ever lose it, Don't everyone will know exactly owns it. who owns it. Yeah, it's like a collar. That's exactly right. Um, but yeah, uh, the belts are looking awesome. Um, hopefully everyone else had a good Thursday. Thursday yeah. for us is rest day, uh, which it's we've like, been looking forward to. Yeah, usually it's been like, well, for me at least, it's been like a kind of admin day because I've scheduled social media and wrote an article today. Yeah. Um, which will come out Monday. Yeah, the, um, the, we're getting to the end of our program, which has been, this is week 11 of a 12-week program. So, you know, generally when I program for us especially it's usually in six-week rotations but um you know two six-week blocks in a row tend to look very similar just because your body tends not to be able to uh cement any adaptations up until the six six-week mark so you know generally you won't find you'll have the ability to do something consistently well unless you've practiced it consistently for about six weeks you know so if you're trying to implement a new diet or if you're trying to implement a new training program or a new routine in your life, um, you're probably not going to be able to cement that kind of behavior for, you know, at least a minimum of six weeks. So if you're not doing things for up to six weeks, uh, you should give it a try because it's probably, you know, if you've ever found that, you know, you try diets and you just can't stick to it or, you know, you'll try um a training program and you just go, oh, you know, it didn't really make any difference. My strength didn't really go up or I didn't see a massive change in body composition. Those changes, uh, those permanent changes tend to take place around the six-week mark. So anything before that might be, if we're talking about weight loss, which is a pretty good one, um, when we talk about weight loss, we get uh, massive fluctuations in things like water weight you know, if you start training, the first weight loss drops that you're going to see are going to be your water weight, you know, especially if you're upping your training intensity, your body's consuming a lot more water um, and you might not be used to drinking enough water to replace that. 
So you might find that your weight drops, you know, two to three kilos in the first week uh, from this high intensity training and you go, oh, yeah, look how much effect it's really having on my body when real- realistically a two to three kilo weight fluctuation over the course of a week could just be water weight, you know, water yeah, retention. I fluctuate That's six kilos over a yeah. week. Yeah, I went from what, 111 or 112 to 106 yeah. um, in a week once just from not eating as much takeout yeah. and then, yeah, I hadn't drank as much water that day and that was just that big yeah. difference. And, you know, for really healthy weight loss or weight gain, you probably want to look at no more than a kilo a week of healthy weight. Yeah, and I mean, Trent just added to the chat, you know, your bowel movements yeah. have a big effect as well. So, yeah. you know, you could weigh yourself in the morning and then a couple hours later, you could weigh a kilo less, you know, or two kilos less. And that's just a case of, you know, taking a shit. So mm. um, you have Why to understand that. shitting on this show? Always. <laughs> Every episode. Because <laughs> it's part of the human nature, you know. Your human body is just a fucking Gleason. waste processing facility that creates this is energy our out of fuel. Second emoji belt, I think. Yeah, he we messaged us on Facebook yeah. before. About yeah, his. I just read that. Mm. Can't get any closer. Yeah, yeah. Shaka, Shaka, bro. The emoji came out sick, though. Yeah, the emoji awesome. came out really good. Yeah, fuck yeah, that looks great. That's the phone call emoji. Call me. <laughs> um, yeah, while you have a look at that fucking really awesome embroidered emoji, funnily enough. Um, One thing is, though, I'm pretty sure it was supposed to be on the inside, <laughs> so I'm just going to double check that. That is the inside. Yeah. Yeah, the, and the outside is just grace one. Yeah. So uh, talking about weight fluctuation, you know, if you're not drinking enough water or, you know, you find because you've started training, you're really thirsty all of a sudden, you know, maybe your weight is going to fluctuate over the course of a week a huge amount. So just be, um, be wary of scales. Uh, scales are a really good indicator of progress over time as long as you understand that the time that you measure the progress over needs to be like four to six week increments. You know, you need to weigh yourself and you need to weigh yourself at the same time, say every day. So, you know, every day when you wake up, weigh yourself then or before you go to sleep, weigh yourself then. But we need to be measuring your weight and tracking it over time at a consistent time so that your body probably has a similar amount of water in it each time, similar amount of food. You know, so first thing in the morning is usually pretty good because you probably your body's processed all this stuff, but it probably hasn't got extra water from everything you've drunk through the day. Maybe it hasn't got any less water than it needs because you haven't been drinking your coffee, which is diuretic and it's causing you to piss all the time. Um, and then you measure your weight or you weigh yourself every morning for a six-week period and you should be able to track trends, you know. I mean, for women, water weight tends to spike you know, once a month for obvious reasons. And if you're weighing yourself all the time and going, oh, no, I'm two kilos fatter this week, Mm. but it's just water retention because of your body's natural healing process or, you know, retaining that water because it's trying to retain. (laughs) Why are you looking at us like that, Nathan? This doesn't have sugar syrup in it. Well, guess what she specifically asked me? Do you want sugar syrup? And we said yes. To which I replied yes. I was there. I can back that up. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so if you're... If you are thinking, oh, my God, I'm so fat today, it's probably to do with how much water you've drunk or not drunk, and you should be drinking a lot of water every day. I mean, what is it, eight cups for a dude or eight ten? Eight cups for a woman, ten for a man. Yeah, ten for a dude and eight They're for lucky. a woman. 
And the reason for that is just generally mass, you know, dudes tend to be heavier than women on average. But realistically, it, you should be drinking a lot of water. You should be drinking it constantly throughout the day, 200 mils every hour or so. Um, any more than 200 mils an hour and you're not replacing lost water and you might uh, just flush your system basically. But 200 mils is a good guide, um, you know, for an eight-hour day, that's eight cups, you know. So um, if you're not drinking all that water, and then you do a week of hard training and you drink a whole bunch of water to rehydrate because you're going, fuck, I'm thirsty. And then you weigh yourself and go, oh, no, this training's not having any effect. I'm mm. getting real fat. It's because of your body retaining that water because it needs it. So chances are if you find you're two kilos heavier or two kilos lighter on any given week, it's probably your diet. Yeah, we've spoken about before how the, um, the important changes that you'll um, get from physical health should be things like blood pressure, heart rate, strength, strength, yeah, you know, cardiovascular output, yeah, things like that. It's just that there's kind of been a not a glamorization, maybe a um, the opposite. <laughs> but they fight like there's been a lot of light put onto the scales um i can understand the Nathan, fact please yeah you're gonna cover marshall <laughs> i can understand that scales are more accessible than say a bp cuff yeah um so it's quite easy to go into your um, bathroom and weigh yourself and be like oh this is the progress i made this week especially when there's so much fascination with being skinny yeah um but it is just an absolute misguided approach yeah and skinny isn't always healthy you know yeah. especially yeah. not too skinny yeah there is such a thing as too skinny just like there's a thing as not skinny enough right um and that is a very like very very basic way of saying you are not healthy because you're not at a healthy weight and when your body's not at a healthy weight it means that it can't basically consume the nutrients <laughs> or run itself on a daily basis you know um your body requires energy to just I'm fuel ready. its brain power and if you don't consume enough calories it doesn't get that energy if you consume too much calories it then places a huge burden on your cardiovascular system so it's going oh, okay we've got enough power to run our brain what do we do with all this extra power well we better store it for winter is coming game of thrones fucking super winter is about to roll across and hey, your brother. body's just going fuck i'm hey, panicking bro. and you even watch game of thrones yeah i don't but i assume winter is bad right oh yeah oh it depends you know that's it brings just, the bad guys it yeah. brings the bad yeah. guys who end up not mattering so what does it fucking matter <laughs> fuck you those two dudes that did the last season you pieces of shit you ruined the show yeah. uh i've got a very um serious yeah yeah lucky serious year. okay yeah i, I never go into the before. outback without a decent supply of water and the general rule of thumb for how much you'll need is three liters per day per person per man per degree over 25 degrees celsius per kilometer if walking on on foot in the winter months, dividing it by two plus another liter at the end. <laughs> that's what you have twice that's just your basic, yeah. basic that's, rule. And that's pretty basic math, really, for anyone that can see our Facebook chat. Yeah, Facebook. Um, well, I mean, we might as well just copy and paste that into Instagram yeah. and Twitch just so that everyone can see how simple it is how to, simple figure, it it is out. to yeah. figure out how much water you should be carrying when <laughs> when traversing the outback yeah um, as we all do all the time because yeah, we're australian pretty basic maths really yeah it's all um, us listeners that we seem to have like 
eighty percent, yeah, US. But it, I mean, yeah, if you yeah. do need an easier guide than the um, the complicated mathematical formula provided <laughs> by our mate Lockie, um, just having oh my god, what did you hit on that? You've made me really loud. Oh, hello, no, Nathan, <laughs> Nathan, please. You have to. Oh my god, you've turned me off oh, entirely. No, no, you turn just. Me, I just saw you down, turn mine. It's oh, there we go. <laughs> Are we good Fuck me. Are you need there? to stop putting things on the table. <laughs> People want to see their belts. Come Do on. they? Has anyone think... specifically requested it? Yeah. They pretty much said, we don't want to hear you talk shit. We want to see the I'm belts. not talking shit. I'm <laughs> trying to help these people not worry about their fucking two kilo weekly weight fluctuations. Um, yeah. yeah. Look, if you want like a general guide, like you're not going to traverse the outback anytime soon and you don't need like a graphics calculator to do the math. Just carrying a water bottle on you yeah. <laughs> and sipping on it throughout the that day. Should, should suffice. Yeah, yeah, that should manage most situations. Lucky, I understand you're a special guy with special needs. <laughs> so uh, for you, more maths, I think. <laughs> um, but yeah, I like I think the scales are a valuable tool, but there's so much demonization of things like fat, uh, especially with fad diets and stuff. Where people constantly, and I mean, obviously, we know popular media says you got to look a certain way, and people are always concerned about looking like that, you know, ripped up dude in they saw in the movie one time, or you know, for women, I mean, body image is a fucking ongoing issue, and it mm. always will be. Um, one of those things that I really like is, you know, on Facebook they show those like beauty standards through the years yeah, or whatever. Yeah, quite cool those videos. And it shows like these people like changing size and mm. shape and what like a beautiful person would have looked like in ancient Egypt. Oh well, yeah, it's cult one, it's times, and it's cultural as well. Yeah, something. Um, it changes from wherever you go. Yeah, but I mean, the bottom line out of all that is, every individual human being has a different bone length for each of their bones and their body. You know, they've got slight variations here and there. They'll hold fat in different places um, and they might have slightly slower metabolisms due to, you know, the way they've grown up and the food they've consumed or slightly faster than others, you know. Uh, so you're working with just you. There's no blueprint that says you must do this and you will get, you will look like mm. this. Plus, I mean, fucking Instagram and all those other social medias that just promote like good looking people with fucking rock hard abs and big old booties. Yeah, that yeah. big old booties that were built in the Photoshop machine rather than in real life, mm. you know. Don't get us wrong, we love you big booty <laughs> girls and you rock hard dudes. Jesus. Rock hard abs dudes. Yeah. And that we understand weird. that like for people like a bodybuilding competitors, you know, this is their life. They spend hours and hours each day dedicating fucking like their meals their the when they drink and like their water and when they sleep and how long they sleep for and how much time they spend in the gym and how much time they spend working on each body part and reps and sets and like there's all this time and effort gone into putting like looking a very specific way and that's you know you have to be like that if you want to be a successful competitor in the bodybuilding world but for the general population you don't have time to do that shit, mm. you know, and you should be looking for functionality and performance over, um, you know, a certain aesthetic. At the end of the day, rippling abs are nothing but a well-structured diet program because those muscles, the rectus abdominis, exist on every fucking human body unless you're like, I don't know, you're missing them somehow, but that's the 0.001%. 
Yeah, so you've got those muscles there, but they might be shaped slightly differently to everybody else out there. If you want them to show, which isn't, it shouldn't be a huge priority, calorie deficit over time and, you know, exercise regularly. Fuck ups. Yeah, but at the end of the day, they're not important because they're not a sign of health. Hey, the battle dwarf, we have your belt downstairs, sorry. Oh. Yeah, sorry. Damn it. <laughs> we can't put it on one of our fucking soundboards and ruin this whole thing for everyone. As hard as Nathan wanted, as much as he wanted to. It's all there now. Yeah. Um, yeah, you should be, and like Dan said before, is progress indicators come in many forms, but the healthy ones are things like your resting heart rate, your blood pressure. Um, your cardiovascular output is another one. You know, if you want to be, if you want to have long-term cardiovascular endurance, you do need to train for something like that. But it is measurable yeah. using tools like just a treadmill. You can measure, or most of those smartwatches will be able to measure your ability, your output over time, um, just by reading your heart rate. So yeah. it's they're all good indicators that are far more important than looking like all those photoshopped people and all those like people that, yeah, or like Thor, you know, yeah. that dude, we walked past him on that yoga course, Chris Hemsworth. That dude looks nothing like what you see in the movies. No, I remember, I think we've talked about this. His trainer spoke about the training that Chris Hemsworth does mm. for the Thor movies. Yeah. And their approach is apparently they find out what will be shown the most. So yeah. maybe Thor, Thor, yeah, that, the most recent movies where it's just his yeah. arms, they just make his arms massive. Yeah. And then for the early movies, say the first one where they had the full shirtless scene, unforgettable. Yeah. Um, and that's not like... They made everything look slick and that's yeah. they just focus on... And it's for one day too. It's like the yeah. morning lighting is the best lighting apparently. Yeah. They have to do like... Hugh Jackman used to have to do a month-long process just for his shirtless scenes yeah. to get look exactly a certain way. Yeah. So it's all bullshit in the end. Yeah, like, and then... This one scene is what filmed 30 times over that day or they try and get all the shirtless stuff in in one day. Or, you know, I know The Rock has to do like a pump-up sesh before mm. every single set of filming so that he actually looks bigger mm. because the amount of blood you can get into certain body parts if you know how to do it and then get on camera makes it look huge. But that's just not how they look resting. Trent said Hugh Jackman was crazy. Yeah. Yeah. That thing, that um, like and, diet that he went through. And stuff. this isn't... How, taking the piss out of these guys and their oh, training. They, work, very, you know, they work really hard. But at the end of the day, what you see on the film is, you know, the movie makes it look like this person is constantly looking mm. like this 24-7. Yeah. You know, all the time, that person is just chiseled and dripping with sweat. And Same with Instagram, same yeah. with um, any competition. That's, but, their, that's them peaking. Yeah, and them. a good thing I heard, Instagram is a highlight reel. Yeah, yes. Yeah. It's, it's a photo album. Of the best. Realistically, anyone who believes that's, I don't want to make fun of people that believe that that's like indicative of what someone's life is actually like. I think it's easy to fall into that trap. It's easy to fall into that trap and see. Oh, um, like Breno said, question, can you talk about optimal body fat percentage for healthy levels of testosterone and fat soluble vitamins is vitamin K and D? Uh, I will start off by saying I'm not a doctor. Mm. And... <laughs> Don't it changes on an individual basis. So the first person you should see for you specifically with that question is a GP. You should go to your GP and say, hey, what's my current testosterone levels? Because you can get that measured. And what kind of body fat percentage is going to cause that stuff to drop? Now, I know most dudes tend to sit around the 20% body fat mark. 
um, bringing it down to, you know, 10 to 15 for most people is not dangerous. Anything below 10, and this is very general guidelines, is probably going to have an impact on your day-to-day life, things like tiredness and, you know, because once you start doing that with your body, you're trying to remove your body's energy stores, right? And the way you do that is through calorie deficit, basically. So you exercise more than the energy you put in. Mm. And the problem with living in a calorie deficit is your brain needs a certain amount of energy just to run, right? And then you need the rest of your body needs energy just to process the shit that's going through it, literally. And then you also need the energy to go about your day-to-day life plus the energy to exercise, right? So all of that added up, if you consume slightly less food than that energy total, you are going to lose fat from your body because that's the fa- those fat stores are your body's way of keeping energy for emergency situations. But the problem is you're also denying energy from those things that need it to run. So over time, run in a calorie deficit, every single one of those things that needs energy is getting a little bit less than what they need and they have to pull it from your fat stores and they can only do that for so long before they just go, oh, we're just not going to run optimally anymore. So I would say it it does need to be managed on an individual basis and it needs to be managed over time. So you need to find out a baseline from a GP and then reassess at a six-week mark. You know, take your training you know, speak to a PT about your macros and how much you should be consuming. And if you are specifically looking to lose body fat, then you'll obviously be in a deficit for that whole six weeks. Go back to the doctor, see if your testosterone levels have dropped and you can go, okay, so this is a safe period, safe area for me to work in. Do that again if you're still like, if you're a bodybuilder and you're still looking to bring body fat percentage down even further then keep going to see that GP, keep seeing where the testosterone levels are at. And if they start to significantly drop off, then you know that's your point where you can go, okay, at X percentage, that's where I need to be aware that my body is starting to run at a lower level than it, than it should be. So I don't know if there's any specific guidelines and I can look into it. If there are specific guidelines that say this is where you will start to see testosterone drop off, but I would say on an individual basis, if that's something you're concerned about, and I know Breno does a shitload of cardio. I don't think he's going to be a bodybuilder anytime soon. Um, so Breno, for you, I would say you need to eat at a maintenance. You just don't worry about eating in a deficit, um, even a slight surplus. So just make sure you're eating enough to fuel everything. And if you do notice that you are starting to lose a significant amount of body fat, it's an indicator that you need to eat more, not train more, basically. Um, because unless you are a bodybuilder, there is no reason to bring your body fat levels down to a dangerously low percentage. Hopefully that answered the question. Tyrell's on. Hey, Tyrell. Tyrell. Um, But, yeah, we were talking about before. Oh, he said cheers. Thanks, dude. Hope you're going well down in Melbourne. Hope Mm, you're going well. Yeah, I see all these awesome pictures on Instagram. Looks way more exciting than I do. On on Breno's highlight reel. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Breno must be climbing mountains every single day. All the time. (laughs) Going back to social media, though, because I feel like we should just rant about social media until someone else asks another question. It is super unhealthy, but it's your own responsibility to understand that this is not a... um, it's not permanent, this stuff that goes up. Like when mm. we put up pictures, a lot of our black and white photos, and this is like 
hopefully this isn't groundbreaking for anyone out there, but a lot of our black and white photos were done by a professional photographer all on the same day. Yeah. You know, so we schedule our posts and we try and provide information for everyone. But those photos, that's not us doing stuff in the gym every day. We are in the gym, but we don't film it all or video it all because... It's fucking exhausting. It's exhausting yeah. and it's boring, man. You know, you guys don't want to watch the same session over and over again. That's the same with like training. At the end of the day, it's all about repetition and it's all about consistency. We don't do different shit every day. Yeah. And we understand that you guys don't want to look at that. So we allocate one day to film a whole bunch of different shit and then we put it out over time. So it's a little bit more interesting and engaging. But our Instagram isn't real life. It's not a depiction of... God, no. Yeah, and that's the same with everybody else, especially professionals. I, I do look that good most of the time. Nathan looks <laughs> fantastic. Oh, yeah. And, like, in case you're doubting that, you guys get to see him live at five, yeah. five days a week. The only time Nathan looks like shit is on Saturday and Sunday when you guys don't look at him, basically. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but, yeah, uh, when it comes to... I mean, and Facebook probably isn't as bad for image stuff. No, Facebook's just Facebook's bad, bad for, for misinformation <laughs> yeah, and just media. dumb comments. Fake news. Yeah. I go on Facebook just to read the comments section. Though. Yeah, it is super entertaining. Probably one of my favorite places to look. Oh, I think one of my favorite ones was, um, you see at Rio de Janeiro, the um, Statue of Jesus? Yeah. Uh, they either, like, Put light onto it. They made it look like a doctor. Made it look like a doctor with all mm. the COVID things saying, you know, thank you for helping everyone. And the comment section was just rife. It was loose. With, you know. How dare you compare yeah. our saviour to, or some, the complete opposite. Um, he was the original healer. Mm. Like they didn't have fucking doctors before that dude. No, God no. In zero AD. No physicians, yeah. Yeah, what do you think <laughs> the Egyptians were doing? Like <laughs> Pulling out their brains. Yeah, those yeah. were the wizards with the hooks just yeah. going, well, fuck that guy, you know. Yeah, so the comment section for that was fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah um, I think, but this is this sort of leads me into a little bit of mental health stuff as well, is you as an individual human being you have a responsibility to look after yourself mm. you know like when it comes to your own mental health you can't rely on the professional 24 7 no. you know they're there to guide you just like a gp is there to guide you so that you make healthier decisions so if future. you do this you will get better yeah just like the pt is there to guide you with your training but they're not responsible for you being motivated or you showing up you know that's not their job their job is to give you the knowledge that they've worked hard to achieve but because you don't have time to find that knowledge out for yourself, most people, that's why you would hire a PT. But they're not there to make you accountable effectively. I mean, you can use them as a measure of accountability but at the end of the day, you have to show up and you have to put in the work. You know, if you don't, there's nothing a PT or a doctor or a mental health professional can do for you because at, like at the end of the day, a psych might say, this is a problem that I am recognizing and these are solutions to fix it. If you don't go away and try to make changes, those problems aren't going away. So you're just having a conversation with someone that's costing you a couple hundred bucks a week. Yeah, you know? especially for mental health experts, their job is to support your decision-making. Mm. They'll never say to you, you should do this. Well, they're not meant to. Yeah. And I'm going to say, if you present them with two, like, two paths, yeah, and you say which should I do? They will never say you should go left. Yeah, they'll yeah. they'll explore the options with you and support your decision making, 
to build that independence and yeah. that mental uh, resilience, I suppose. Yeah. You need that you need that individual thought and that and then you're also accountable to yourself. Yeah. You can understand I made this decision and these gonna be what happens because of it and you can't blame anyone yeah. that way too. There's a really funny Cat Williams, he's a comedian saying mm. um, where he goes, It's called self esteem, bitch. <laughs> it's esteem of your motherfucking self. <laughs> Like, and it, I mean, it holds true. Nobody else is responsible for your own self-esteem. No. You can go to other people for help and I encourage that, right? I encourage you to go see a coach to get fitter because they are the experts. I encourage you to see a mental health professional to get mentally stronger because once again, they're professionals. They know mm. what they're fucking doing. And I definitely encourage people, I just did with Breno, to go see a doctor for health-related questions. You know, because those people have dedicated their lives to these areas. So they are the best people to help you with these questions. But at the end of the day, you make the changes for your own life. You're personally responsible for what you do on a day-to-day basis. And it's the same with social media. You are personally responsible for not only what you put out onto social media, but what you take in. Mm. Um, My Instagram fluctuates a little bit, but my feed tends to be full of training education information nutrition educational information like memes yeah and memes for you know just for the break (laughs) but i chose all those pages to follow and every so often i'll go back through the people i'm following and get rid of the ones that i go okay yeah i clearly see that this is not providing me (laughs) with with good input to my life you know i make those conscious decisions where i go i'm going to follow this because this page is going to benefit my life Mm. you know um, and another, like one of those, like Precision Nutrition, Squat University, yeah. you know, there are really good pages out there. Or you can fill your Instagram feed with a whole bunch of bullshit because that is also out there. Then you attack my love for <laughs> Courtney Kardashian. <laughs> <laughs> and another uh, reason they Instagram took away likes that I'd, people, I don't think they really look at it from this side. Like what it looks like is they took away likes because people were. Um, upset when they didn't get enough likes mm, but yeah a big reason they did it is because people weren't being creative yeah. they were posting what they knew would get the most likes yeah and they weren't trying new things they weren't creating new content well that's like on um i think tiktok's a good example of that there's trends and yeah um if you've ever looked up or recently looked up advice on building an online following tiktok is pretty popular for that right now yeah because of how big it is tiktok is where originality goes to die in my opinion see it's me so uh, yes yes to a degree because there's tr- like i was about to say was there's trends yeah and but since we've been on tiktok how many new things have we seen before you see it's them? true yeah so there's a lot of but that's <laughs> because we them, yeah. <laughs> you well we send them to you and you laugh no, what you do is you send them to us from into my life. <laughs> you send them to us from Instagram where they've just okay. been reposted. I just won't send you memes anymore. Though, <laughs> if that's what you want. <laughs> so there's trends on TikTok. There's trends or online. There's trends, and if you follow these trends, you're much more likely to be successful. Yeah. You know, or get likes. I yeah. suppose is the metric for gain a following success. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Edge that's why people will just take. See? Yeah, ah, it was worth. Yeah, I it. told her that it would be on the desk. It was worth uh, fucking up all our audio. I told her it was going to be it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Holly, um, that's your belt. We hope you like it. It looks quite nice yes, from our perspective. Looks oh, sick. Yeah, looks great. Please, yeah. Nathan, uh, Nathan knocked over all, all our audio equipment with it. So, yeah. <laughs>
Tell me more about TikTok. Tick, yeah, tick, TikTok. Um, so, well, online platforms in general, you follow certain trends and you're much more likely to gain likes or a following or whatever. Yeah. And people want that online following. So they'll take the easiest route or the, mo- the most likely to succeed route, which is follow trends. Yeah. So then originality, originality starts to die. And it's like one in you know a hundred thousand that might have an original idea that takes off. Simi, yeah. Simi, are you on TikTok? Yeah, Simi, Simi will be on Simi TikTok said, for sure. Simi said, "I appreciate the memes you send me, Marshall." <laughs> yeah, there you go. So one good friend. But Simi, you can see them all first on TikTok before Marshall sends them to you. Yeah. Nope. But <laughs> in saying that, like, that, so that's where originality TikTok is. Dies. Where friendship goes to die. <laughs> Well, it does when you get up all upset about it. Dan and I have a new level of friendship. Now. We do. Oh, we send shit that you don't see all the time to each other. Heaps of stuff. Yeah, great. Fantastic. <laughs> but there's still a lot of original content out there. And I, think, I can appreciate Instagram doing that, you know, because I think we found there's a lot of people. Me and Nathan specifically, <laughs> maybe Marshall, tertiary. Uh, Simi, Simi's not on our level of friendship either. He doesn't. No. He doesn't. Do, Simi, you should get on it. You'll love it. Trust me. <laughs> so many funny things. So many there. funny things on there. <laughs> what um, were you saying? Do you uh, remember? Was it valuable? <laughs> it was. <laughs> There's still a lot of original content out there. But sorry, what we've seen. Um, having to do a lot of social media is that there's a mm. lot of people on social media that at times it seems like they can't come up with the original thought. Yeah. They really do rely on either trends or what they've seen from people yeah. they like. And at the end of the day, there's no problem with that, whatever. You know, if you like it, whatever, who cares? Yeah. But there is a lack yeah. of people that um, can create. Yeah. And, I mean, that's in, that's probably true for the general population. Oh, right? yeah, it is absolutely. hard to think up something new, especially, yeah, in, you know, we've been around for hundreds of thousands of years. Mm. You know, original thought is probably <laughs> non-existent at this point. You know, we're just recycling stuff. But um, but the medium that it's transmitted through you know, mm. changes all the time. And I think that's probably one of the reasons why I don't have TikTok right now is because I haven't seen the value that I see in something like Instagram, but that's just because it hasn't been developed yet. So something like Instagram. You haven't given it a chance or like yeah, that. Uh, yeah, I have not at all. But the <laughs> like I was saying before, the value that I see in something like Instagram is I have a lot of educational content and mm. stuff that I enjoy reading because I will learn something new when I read that. From the TikTok videos I've seen and so far because of the length of the video, I don't see it as a medium that at the moment is channeling a lot of educational information. It's just 15 seconds of meme, basically. And mm. I can get those memes through Instagram, so why get a whole nother platform, basically? <laughs> but what I was going to say before is, you know, I know people that rather than uh, go through Instagram and change what they follow and do... The, I mean, I don't know if you can do the same on Facebook. Facebook's algorithm seems to sort of put stuff in front of you whether you want to see it or not, but... I think with Instagram, because you specifically follow people and your feed is then filled with the things that you follow, um, it's slightly more targeted. But I know people that have just deleted Instagram because they go, oh, no, it's useless to me. I don't want that. But at the end of the day, it's a tool, you know, and it's going to, if you use it correctly, it can be educational. Mm, I think that's one of the things that I suppose annoys me when I hear people say that, oh, Instagram shit. Yeah. What are you following? Yeah, that's exactly right. What No one's for, there's no, like, yeah, there's ads, um, but no one's forcing you to follow certain pages. It's like, oh, all it is is just chicks in bikinis. 
Who are you following? Yeah. <laughs> are you only following chicks and bikinis? Yeah. Have you tried <laughs> following anyone yeah. else? What yeah. university? Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to keep going back there because the videos that he puts out, uh, and honestly, those are the kind of videos that I think will turn TikTok into that platform that encompasses everything, not yeah, just Yeah, it's a visual one. It's not is a because, video. Yeah, his videos are, you know, pretty short and sweet and, you know, they're very, they've got the graphics and stuff. Mm. But the issue is, like you were saying before, the trends are entertainment over education mm. and he just won't get a huge following on that platform straight away because he's not going to follow trends. And, you know, you can either get a big following or put your own content out and it takes a long time. So, mm. um, but yeah, I mean, getting back to sort of the point, use it, you have a personal responsibility to use things like social media for good or evil, you know, <laughs> and when I say good or evil, I don't mean morally. I mean how you fucking stimulate your brain. Because how many followers do you think Squat University has on TikTok? I don't know. Is man. it going to surprise him? Is it going to like fuck you, Marshall him or? To me, it's not super surprising because I know how massive people can get on TikTok. But compared to other platforms, it's probably quite surprising. I don't know. <laughs> he has fifty-five thousand followers. How many you got? He's probably- <laughs> <laughs> how many Zamble got? Eight, yeah. How many Zamble got? Yeah. And That's who's in charge not... of social media? <laughs> well, I've been saying we should be on TikTok. I've been saying you got to work harder. So <laughs> I think we've both got evidence for that. Yes, we are. <laughs> we are going to make stuff for TikTok and try our best. We aren't going to be dancing. I might do a little bit Nate's dancing, mind, but, yeah. yeah. But yes, we want to try and use it as another educational platform. Yeah. Mm. And once again, you know you. That responsibility is yourself to go through. I mean, it takes fucking maybe 10 minutes to go out of your day, click on your followers list, not your followers, the other way, whatever you're following. Mm. And I mean, if you have to, you fucking start from scratch, delete them all <laughs> and then like go back through these pages and you can find them. Usually they are the ones that are engaged. They engage with each other. You know, Elite FTS engages with a bunch of powerlifters and vice versa. So if you want that to be your educational content, follow one of them and then the rest you'll start to see popping up and you go, oh, okay, so that person is also providing similar content. So you can use your own filters effectively to channel the information that you consume on a daily basis. And the issue with a lot of, especially like things like COVID causing like blow-ups in the media and stuff is because people are going on Facebook and getting their information from something like Facebook or Instagram and going, oh, this must be fact because fucking somebody that I went to high school with shared this fucking article from The Onion or Batuta Advocate. And, yeah, and someone reads it and goes, I don't know how to determine real sources from fake sources. Or even worse, they just read the title and go, now that I've read the title of this article, I am an expert on this particular subject. And then they go and tell that to all their fucking workplace mates. Mm. I had someone call me at one point and say they thought the death toll was going to be fucking obscene and, like... Basically, their grandparents were going to die 100% guaranteed because of COVID. Guaranteed. I'm like, where are you getting this information mm. from, you know? Because all the information is out there. The problem is it's like 98% shit information. Mm. And it's the same with anything, you know? It's the same with the fitness industry. And that was one of the reasons why we wanted to start Anvil in the first place is we wanted to hopefully provide a filter from all the bullshit and then just make it nice and simple. Our articles are, you know, a quick 10, 15-minute read and by the end of that article, you can confidently say, oh, okay, so I know what's bullshit and what's not about this particular subject. Um, 
unfortunately, like Dan was saying before, the best way to get followers and to, I guess, become successful, depending on the metric you use, uh, is to follow trends. And the fitness industry is one of those places that is full of fucking trends. It's There's a pretty simple formula in the fitness industry online to get followers. Yeah. And that's attractive young women. Like, there's no <laughs> lying about that. It's attractive fit women. Or support the latest fad diet. Or fad know. diets, yeah. Yeah, promote. At the moment, it's veganism, but there is carnivore diet is the other extreme. Like there's a whole bunch of people in the fitness industry going carnivore diet is the solution to all of your fucking problems. Mm. Let me tell you, there is no one solution. And actually Cobes put up a sick post today that basically said, if anyone says there is one solution to any of your problems, you need to find a new coach because that person is lying. There is no one solution. And he said, any good coach if you ask them one question, they'll ask you five more before they give you a straight answer. Mm. Because at the end of the day, and I've said this a bunch of times on this Live at Five thing, is the answer to every single fitness-related question that you have, and I mean, this might ruin our following because I've just answered them all in one hit, but <laughs> the answer is it depends. You know, there's I can't immediately tell you, oh, you just go away and do this. Because if I did, I wouldn't be doing my job properly. Mm. And it would probably not be good advice unless the advice is go see a doctor. <laughs> then you should do that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's, uh, the fitness industry is full of trends. The trends are fad diets or, you know, circuit training was big for a while. And, I mean, look at something like F45 or even CrossFit, which is just literally circuit training with steroids. Mm. Like, <laughs> But F45 is hugely successful. I think it might be the most successful fitness chain in the world. And it's literally just circuit training for 45 minutes. Mm, overpriced. Yeah, and yeah. it costs like 65 what? bucks a week. That's fucking wild, man. Yeah. And, um, and then, yeah, you look at CrossFit where they've got these entire gym spaces dedicated to they're only allowed to be open for like a couple of hours every morning and afternoon because everyone has to be in the class and they all have to be working out together. Mm. It's like this. It's basically the formula for how to make money off a bunch of people trying to improve their well-being. Mm. And, I mean, I don't want CrossFit to sue me for saying that because I well, know there's a lot of are... things, even just standard, you know, every single gym runs or almost every gym runs group sessions and they're yeah. usually quite popular and it's just that team environment. Yeah, there's a good reason you, for that. Yeah, there's yeah. a good reason. It works for people. and it work, yeah. yeah, it's a good generic fit. And George, I'm not saying group training is a bad thing. No. I'm just saying. George, someone on Twitch said, who's got the biggest squat in this table? Probably Dan. Yeah. I, have a, I got a fat ass. Right? <laughs> fat with a pH. Fat with a pH, yeah. Uh, it depends on the squat, though. It does depend on the squat. Um, tomorrow we do high box, and currently I'm the reigning high box champ. Mm-hmm. Um, but low, it's either them or low box one or... of them. Chance. No, it's never me. <laughs> <laughs> Body weight um, percentage, though? Yeah. It's probably cl- close. I don't yeah. Know. Definitely. Oh, no, you can do just way more. Um, but, yeah, I'd say if we went downstairs and both did a raw squat to 1RM right now, Dan would win. Yeah. Like, his squat is one of his strengths. Yeah, squat uh, and bench. He said, he or she, I'm not sure. What do you mean box? Uh, so we train our squats on a box, which is basically just rather than um, box squats. dropping down and coming straight back up again, we sit back onto a box that we set the height at. Um, Google box squats. And that's, yeah, that's how we tend to train our squat because you can, 
train to specific depths with a box squat. It's very hard to train to a set depth every single time. So how many kgs can you squat? Oh, uh, uh, we haven't done because we part of our training is well, we don't see the benefit in um, doing one RMs, so max effort single lifts um, for our say um, competition lifts often because mm. the idea is to get stronger, not just constantly test yourself. You want to improve that way. Yeah. So we haven't done with a straight bar a um, single rep for quite. A long time. No, I think the last time we went heavy was like 180, but that wasn't a one RM. That was yeah, just we going did heavy. Five sets of singles at 180. Yeah, straight bar. Um, a couple of weeks ago, we did. I said so. You guys are powerlifters. 200. We yeah, we do powerlifting. We yeah. practice the art of powerlifting. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. And we'll be competing next year, hopefully. Mm. Thanks, COVID, for ruining my ability <laughs> to compete <laughs> this year. Yeah, so we train in powerlifting. Yeah, um, yeah. So, and I mean. I've, I've, oh, hey, Jed. I didn't even see you there. Hi, Jed. I've never really enjoyed the question, how much do you do this? Oh, yeah. Because if all you care about is what you can do for one rep of one lift, you're probably ignoring a lot of other facets of your training. You know, I'd, um, the next time I get on a platform, it'll matter how much I can do for mm. a single, but that's next year. And I want to be as strong as I possibly can be in every possible way by the time I get there. So six to eight weeks before I compete, I will do a tapering cycle. But up until that point, I'm going to train more variations than just the raw squat, bench and deadlift because I um, because I don't see the value in just doing raw squats over and over again. Mm. Um, now, there's two schools of thought of, on that, obviously. Um, for, just quick, you said we've got some badass belts up there. Yeah, these are the new thanks, the new batch that just came in, so they'll be going out in the morning. Hopefully, yeah, yeah. We work late. And AK Jed said, "Future powerlifting champs." These two might be. <laughs> I'm not well, going to compete. Our goal this year was in Powerlifting Australia, which is the federation that we will most likely be competing in here. Uh, we want to set our A level total in the first meet that we do, which is a 600 kilo total. Um, at uh, 104 kilos body weight, basically. Okay, this one's interesting. Ooh. Do you all know about cardio weightlifting belts? No, that's Cardillo. And yes, I do know about Cardillo. Oh, um, Cardillo. They are yeah, high, they're high quality and they've been super, around for like 100 like the, fucking years. The first ones that ever yeah, did it. Yeah, very famous in bodybuilding. That was mm. so they made belts for people like Arnie and Phil Heath and like a lot of very famous bodybuilders have gone to Cardillo to get them custom made. Uh, they are based in England, I yeah, believe. Yeah, I think so. And the wait period is like 12 weeks plus, I think, and that's not even to get it posted out of the country. So um, we created our belt division basically uh, because we wanted a belt like a Pioneer custom belt basically. We just wanted training belts that were customized to us, but we realized we were going to have to wait, you know, potentially over two months for it and we'd have to pay a shitload of money for the, you know, exchange rate and postage we were paying over yeah, like I 600 to get, bucks. To get what we wanted, probably like this brown one from Pioneer to here in Australia was going to cost us like 400 Maybe Australian more. dollars. Yeah, yeah. which is crazy. Whereas this yeah. one costs now so... 200 I think. yeah and don't get me wrong these guys make incredible belts like cardillo and yeah i think you mentioned have SPD. you seen the SPD belt that's like 500 yeah, yeah that's mm. crazy. and pioneer especially pioneer like we 
one of the things that inspired us to do this stuff was how awesome the pioneer belts are. We're like those guys are literally an inspiration why we wanted to start doing what we're doing. Yeah, they've got such a good setup over yeah, the states. Absolutely a incredible leather workshop where they just make and the quality is belts. fucking fantastic. And so we didn't get into this because we thought, fuck those guys, they're not doing a good enough job. Mm. We thought we want what they have, but we want it available in Australia and we want to give it to people for um you know a reasonable price you know so trying to get and it's the same with us if we ship to the u.s we have to chuck on with 50 dollars yeah. shipping or like yeah. 50 60 dollars shipping which yeah, is unfortunate did yeah. have an american guy from georgia but i think they benefit from our exchange rate so yeah, yeah. yeah. Much it's like basically taken off the price <laughs> yeah um yeah so uh, we we love those guys and what they're doing, and basically we just wanted to be like them, but for the Australian market. Um, and I think we're doing a pretty good job so far. Yeah, we just filled a gap in the Australian market, I think. Yeah, and but we've sent to a heap of countries now. Where did we we sent one to? We've done France, dude Japan, lives in Texas. Yeah, I met a dude from Texas when I was working with the Marines. Oh, and I want to go to Texas. He talked a lot about how everything's bigger in Texas, but he was really upset about Uluru um, <laughs> because it's the biggest rock in the world, apparently. And he just was pretty upset that Texas didn't have a rock bigger than Australia. What a rock. shame, yeah. Yeah, and so he was just like constantly going on about how like, Everything's bigger in Texas except fuck you Aussies because yeah. you've got that that bigger rock. Yeah, we got the rocks. And yeah. like, what is that? Anyway, like, <laughs> wow. They're not rock. even allowed near it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I would love to go to Texas actually. Yeah, I think Texas would be sick. I first Food. wanted to go to Texas. He said, yeah, there's a lot of bodybuilders uh, there. A lot of bodybuilders so, here on the Gold Coast mm, too. Would so. they probably mostly know Pioneer then in Texas? Um, well, I guess so. Well, I mean, I... that's why he mentioned Cardillo first because those guys are huge in the bodybuilding yeah. community. Oh, and yeah, bodybuilding. Whereas Piney might definitely hits the powerlifting Power, market yeah, harder, I think. Yeah. So, um, and I mean, we've had a lot of success with the bodybuilding community here, just basically an hour's drive south. Uh, is the Gold Coast, and that's pretty much the home of bodybuilding for Australia, I'd say. Mm. And, you know, there in Melbourne, I mean, Arnold Sports Festival comes mm. to Melbourne once a year, and that's where mostly bodybuilders, but, you know, any kind of figure competitor, powerlifters go down there and compete, stuff like that. So we get a heap of belts with um, WBFF. Yeah, yeah, WBFF is. A lot of um, body figure competitors. Yeah, and they're worldwide. So, um, yeah, bodybuilding is sick but it takes a lot of time and energy that i just don't know if i could dedicate my <laughs> it's life not really to my preferred style of training really yeah you know? yeah i don't enjoy the rep work that they tend to mm. have to do I, i've always been drawn to and this is what originally drew me to powerlifting we spoke about this the other day is i looked back over like my 10 years of training mm. and I went, what have I consistently done? Obviously. And I recognized, yeah, I was consistently in the gym all the time, but I was like, what am I always going in there to do? And it was every single time it was lift heavy. Yeah. Like I rarely cared about the accessory stuff. And I do now because I'm a coach and I understand the value of certain ways to lift and all the different shit that goes into a good training program. But I am still really passionate about just lifting something that's really fucking heavy. Yeah. Um, and I've always been better at deadlifting than anything else that I do. Like squats and bench just aren't my forte. Um, so I've, that's why I ended up pursuing powerlifting because it was just a sport that 
replicated the things I was passionate about. So, mm. um, and plus the powerlifting community, you know, there's a big belief there that your 1RMs don't matter unless they're done on the platform, which is pretty old fashioned. And it's probably a lot to do with why um, poor fucking half Thor Bjornsson has been called out for, you know, his world record not being a real world record or whatever because it wasn't me. done on the platform. Yeah. But I mean, if you can't deadlift 501 kilos, then <laughs> yeah, don't get involved. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I that's why. That's why we want to compete next year and we wanted to compete this year and um, and get our total so that we can say, yes, we coach powerlifters, we train as powerlifters and we have a total which, like I was saying before, ideally we want to hit 600 kilos in the 104 kilo weight class um, and at the moment the plan to do that is going well, I would say. Yeah, I'd say it's definitely on track. I think if we were going to compete, we were supposed to compete in, say, September-ish um, and if we were going to compete then, I think we would have hit that number. Um, now that the number is next year, I mean, it's a big jump to get to elite level two. It would be 690 in mm-hmm. that weight class, and I don't know if that's realistic. So the plan is still A level, but just as high as we can get, yeah. basically. Um, and I don't know. Dan might compete at a higher weight class. Depends no, on I that. want to get back into <laughs> Like I said, I'm just bulking. Just bulking I'm only sitting a few kilos above 105 anyway. Yeah. Yeah, so um, that's how we train, basically. Um, we didn't train today, though, rest day. Rest day, which was nice. Yeah, yeah always nice. Instead of train my brain. <laughs> Wrote an article. Never skip brain day. Never skip brain day. That's one thing I do like to smash people for yeah which i just did about instagram for like fucking 40 minutes so <laughs> we've got seven minutes left okay oh awesome thanks for tuning in today yeah, probably wasn't you. the world's most exciting one we've got a lot of work to do we do mm. we've got belts to pack so if you are watching and you are someone that has um ordered a belt Bobby. approximately Bobby. four weeks ago within I, the last six weeks yeah but it won't be if you if you ordered it like 10 days ago this is not your batch. Yeah, so, so don't get three, don't get three to six weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, this batch is the the people that opened uh, that ordered as soon as we said straight after COVID. COVID has opened back up again. Basically, our manufacturer had opened back up again. Yeah. Um. So those belts will be in the mail either tomorrow or the next day, depending on how soon we can get them done. I just realized I forgot the label maker. Oh, okay. So so two days time. <laughs> <laughs> Um, as soon as we can get them all packed and shipped off, we will, yeah, we'll be working all night, all day tomorrow. It's not going to take that long. Uh, it's going to be like an hour's work. We're not fucking it's making our hands really easy here. with three. Yeah. I, I used to pack a lot of stuff by myself and it was horrible, but with three, you get a little production line going. Yeah. Yeah. And Nathan is the slave master. <laughs> um, yeah. So thanks for tuning in. Hopefully enjoyed today. We did talk a little bit about body fat percentage. We talked a little bit, a little bit about water weight and dieting. Um, if you do want to watch this one again, it will go up on Facebook straight after this. Mm. Uh, if you think you missed something a bit earlier, so Facebook's pretty much the place to go. It stays on Instagram, I think, for like 24 hours. Yeah, it does. We also, uh, if you want to listen to this or any of our other podcasts, we cover all the articles we've written. Well, we're slowly catching up to that. We're releasing more and more of those as we go. And a few other topics like training and what Anvil is and what we do. Uh, you can find it on Spotify. It's called The Hard Way, Anvil TD Podcast. And we're also on YouTube. Our channel is Anvil Training Development. And um, we'll have all, we've got all the lives up there. And the lives from this week will be up there over the weekend or start of next week. Yeah. Shout yeah. out Beck that just bought a belt and a shirt. Oh, thank you, Welcome. Beck. Thank you. 
everyone that's bought stuff, we appreciate it. Just watching this and then went and bought a belt. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah, maybe. We, um, I wonder which belt sold her. Yeah. I wonder which one's like, surely the Bubby one. The, pin, the one that fell bubby. on my head earlier. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so thanks for tuning in. We do really appreciate it. Uh, go check out our articles. Dan will have a new one out on Monday. Very exciting. Um, yeah, that'll be released, um, the actual written version, not the, the written version. version. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's going to be on confidence building. Yeah. Yeah. And the small steps it takes to build up to being more confident in something. Um, covering the definition of confidence is it covers um, qual- abilities, qualities, and judgment. And I go over those three things. All right. Cool. All right. Thank you Thanks for everyone me. tuning in. Thanks, Sam. We'll see you tomorrow. Tomorrow, 5 p.m.